And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Code X Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Sonny Kruger, and joining me today is my co-host, Tim Morris. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Good to see you. Good to be back. Now we've switched out last week. Tim was gone. Jamie was here. Now Jamie is gone. Tim is here, and we will be reviewing Venam. That was one that Jamie picked out last week for us to review this week, so we will get to that. We got a little bit of comic book news. We have a big trailer. We have some letdown news yep, and some other news. But then also we will get to our topic of the week, which horror-themed character has the greatest potential. I'm very excited to talk about that. It is October. It is spooky season, so that will be a good talk for the episode. And then, of course, after topic of the week. But before our review, we have another round of Do You Know? There you go. And I think I got you this week, Sonny. I really do. One question you might get, but the other two I think you're going to get horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely Gary Moore. That's who it is. Uh, The the answer is correct. Yeah, absolutely. Three points right there. Young blood number one. (laughs) (laughs) That is spooky on its own. Yes. What are you going to be for Halloween? Saddam Hussein. Hassan Hussein. (laughs) Negative. Negative. (laughs) That's negative and fired. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie's not here this week, so I can't get fired unless he gave you de facto firing power. And then I've always had that. I've always had the power. Like he man, I have the power. Ah, Then I will mind my P's, P's and Q's and cross my I's and dot my T's. Perfect. Then I will let you stay like that. <laughs> and there that's you go. Shape for the full episode, which I don't think will be too long of an episode today, since it's two of us and we don't got that much. We could stretch it out. Yes, we, we could. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so let's talk about because Hassan well, Hussein and Exo Man of War, just randomly to talk about them. Absolutely. I, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's have a fireside chat, Sonny. We could. Well, to start our chat off, let's get it with some comic book news or lack thereof. Tim, would you like to tell us what's going on with Spawn? Yeah, so nothing. Um, <laughs> Todd McFarlane yesterday, uh, well, as of this recording, so it, what, what? what's today's date? Today's the 4th, the 4th so yesterday yeah. was October 3rd. Uh, he put on his Instagram and Facebook, big Spawn movie news coming tomorrow. Stick around. Sent the picture to you guys in our group chat and all that stuff. And I think I even called it. I think I said he's going to tell us it's still in production. Well, yeah. good old Todd father did a little bit better and came through today, October 4th, and was like, yeah, Spawn news is delayed. Sorry, guys. Todd, you never let me down. <laughs> What did he say? It's going to be like noon tomorrow or something? Yeah, sometime tomorrow. So so we'll throw it up on on the Facebook page and on Twitter and stuff like that. If it's worth reporting. If not, we'll talk about it next week uh, and about how lame it is. But uh, speculation going in, like as far as what I think it's going to be, I think it might be. I know he's going to say it's still in production, guys. We're still working on it. Jamie Foxx is still going to be al simmons and it's still going to have him in a very minimal role and you'll have to use your imagination to see spawn and feel the danger and the horror uh and all that stuff but i think he's going to tell me that the script the first draft of the script is done okay yeah i think it may be i'll shoot a little higher up you know i hope for something good hopefully it's a big casting 
Oh, um, who do you think I they'll should... cast? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for Jamie's sake, maybe it'll be Jared Leto. <laughs> well, but I don't okay. think it'll be him. Coincidence or not, James Earl Jones signing off his rights to do the voice of Darth Vader. Maybe he did that to sign on to do the voice of Malbosia. That would be big. That'd be that would be an awesome. There you go. That would be that's, big news. That would be big news. That's the big news. It's going to be next week. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on the Codex Station. That's what's going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But something cool did happen though, Sonny, and it came out in the form of a trailer. What would that be? Yes, we got the Wakanda Forever trailer number two. And yes, in this one, it did show a lot more of what's going to happen. I mean, the movie does come out next month, November 11th. Yeah. So we could see a lot more of Namar. I know, yes, pronounced Neymar, but I still say Namar. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a month left, and then everyone will be saying Neymar. And I'll, I'll, right. I'll say, okay, time for me to, to change up the way that I've been saying his name. But yeah, so it looks like basically he's going to wage war on Wakanda. And then it looks like, obviously, there's a lot going on with you know, they're with the passing of T'Challa yeah. slash Chadwick Boseman. So it seems like that will be the beginning, paying, you know, tribute to him. And then there's going to be war with Namar. And then it's like everybody's going to have to kind of get together and say, hey, can we work together without, you know, your king, without Black Panther and defeat Namar. And it looks like that it will be his sister that takes over the Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Mantle. And yeah. So it has a lot of potential. You know, I mean, obviously the first one being this you know, huge movie, this global phenomenon, you know, how could you live up to that? I mean, I don't think it will be as big as the first one's impact, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, hopefully, the, I think they'll do a good job of doing a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, but I hope that that's not the only thing they plan. I was like, oh, this right. is it. And then it's like, okay, but what else is good about the movie? So I think it has a potential to be, to be very good, say, you know what, it turned out to be a nice movie, or it could be like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. So I think it's it's going to be one of those <laughs> hit or miss. I don't really think there'll be an in-between. I think that this movie is going to be a massive hit, and I'll tell you why. I think that uh, with the honoring of Chadwick Boseman uh, in real life, and in the story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with passing of T'Challa and things like that. I think they're going to do it very, very well. Just from the trailers that have come out so far, I think there's only two. Uh, the the things that they've shown in that, uh, the honoring of that man, uh, they're, they're going above and beyond, I think. And they're doing a very, very good job of, of how they're portraying that on film and going through that part of Wakandan culture when a Black Panther passes and the mantle is passed to somebody else. Uh, now, with Neymar in the movie, I think he looks fantastic. I'm very excited to see him on screen. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with Atlantis and uh, things like that. And, and the Atlanteans attacking the surface dwellers. And there's always been history between Black Panther, whoever it may be, and Namar. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out on screen. I'm excited for this movie. I'm more excited for this than I was 
the first Black Panther, which in my personal opinion, this is my opinion only, I didn't think it was as amazingly spectacular as everybody thought it was. Uh, be a, a global phenomenon, absolutely. Uh, wonderful actors and actresses and uh, storytelling all around. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But uh, was it as good as, as it was pushed? I don't think so. Um, I thought Infinity War and Endgame were so much better than that but you know i'm i'm not right all the time uh but uh i think i, I that, do agree with you on that one <laughs> right that that infinity war was amazing um but uh yeah i i think this is going to be a really good movie and i think it's going to be the proper uh tribute to chadwick boseman and to t'challa as a character and then what they do from that and riri williams is in it too so i'm excited about that yeah and too for me yeah, I'm pretty. I'm very confident that they do a nice tribute to Chadwick Boseman. But for me, a big thing is is I think Neymar, Neymar. How yeah, however how you does, pronounce his how name. his character is going to be is really going to set. Okay, is this a good movie? Was it a great one? Oh, did they not live up to it? Because his right. character is so important to Marvel. I mean, yeah, how he's, long he's been around the, since the 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 forties. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since timely comics, so. Yeah, so that's a, that's the most thing I'm I'm really wondering about. And, oh yeah. yeah, you hope for why would we? You know, as comic fans, why would we want them to do a bad job? We want them to do a good well, job. The character he's been around so long. Finally, he's in a live action movie. You you think. get some of those comic fans that just cannot be pleased, yeah. and and they want things a specific way, or to be exactly like it is on page to screen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen that act like that, that that's an impossibility uh, you, you might as well watch animated the whole reason for what they're doing is is the the comics and things and marvel has even said it before they're inspirations the movies are inspired by if you want to read stories that happen in the 616 universe those comics are available go read them get marvel unlimited uh, read to your heart's content and those stories will never change but if you want to go see a movie that encompasses a lot of inspiration into two to three hours that is not going to be panel for panel shot for shot go watch an mcu movie have a good time relax it's not it doesn't have to be perfect if it is perfect it wouldn't be that good yeah, even me too. Yeah, for a while I was kind of a little bit like, oh, I wish it was more closer. But then, like you said, eventually you just learn to relax, just yeah. enjoy the movie. And like you said, if you want it to be panel for panel, go read the comics. That's right. As long as you do, under, yeah. as long as you understand that the MCU has its own universe designation, you're good to go. <laughs> it's part of the multiverse. Yeah, even too. Like I'm sure Neymar, who will be a bit different, but. You know, he won't be right. like exactly 100% like the character. Exactly. do somewhat of a good job, and I think they will. Exactly. But there's something else that uh, the move that they did, I'm pretty excited about. Yes. And there's a Armor Wars. Originally, it was going to be a t television series, but now it has been changed. And now Armor Wars will be a movie. Yes. I know there's some good things. And some okay things with that. The bad, you know, I think it's a good thing to have for them being a movie. And like this would be the first time Don Cheadle is War Machine will be leading a movie. Yeah, headlining. That yep. is big. Yeah, that's very big. And then the one thing is that means that with the changes, it will get pushed back a little bit. 
you know, they're saying that filming was set to begin in 2023. Now it looks like if if it's in 2023, it would be later 2023. But that means a bigger budget, a, yeah. a little bit longer time to refine the story instead of spreading it out over six, seven, nine episodes and giving us filler that we don't necessarily want. Uh, you can condense it into two and a half hours and tell a really awesome story based on Armor Wars. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think Armor Wars may even be Iron Man's biggest storyline. And now look at that. We'll finally get and a with, movie. I think it deserves a big movie. Too. Yeah, and with Tony gone and Rhodey having to fill in that role of Iron Man, well, not Iron Man, but War Machine, but Riri Williams is coming in too. I mean, there's there's a whole lot that can be done. I, I'm looking forward to it. Very excited about it. Me too. And I have heard that they are the writer was said to be Yazir Lester. And even though obviously like I said it's changed, it's no longer a show, he's still the writer for the movie. So it's even better. So that's you know, great. I'm sure he's been working yeah. on it a long time and has put a lot into the show and said, okay, now it's changed to a movie. So it's just a little yeah. bit of an adjustment, not so much like okay, we're starting from scratch. It's a new writer, somebody whose vision is very different from it. He, I'm sure, has his vision for how this movie is going to be. So Those nine-hour-long episodes yeah. you just wrote condense it down to two and a half hours. Yeah. You're going to up, <laughs> you have to cut out some characters. You're going to have to, you know. Well, I think they... to the action. You, you know, if you look at it the, with Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I think they learned a lot from doing... A serial like that what was it nine episodes or seven episodes something like that I think six, six yeah. yeah but uh over the course of six episodes there was a lot of uh less than enthusiastic yeah. parts in there right and and that could have done very well as a two and a half hour movie uh and i think they learned some things from that and i'm glad that they're turning armor wars into a film I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, me too. And then they yeah. said that the show, the Secret Invasion, is set to go right with it. That it's set to lead, and that needs to be a series. That yes, yeah, so there will be so a series, much. Yeah. yeah, there's so much that can be told in that. So Armor Wars, then Secret Invasion. Let's do it. Yeah, so I'm up for it. Yeah. I'm rooting for it. We will see what goes on. All right, well, we won't be seeing that. I don't think we'll be seeing that outfit of Iron Man because now. War Machine, <laughs> but it is Armor Wars. We'll, we'll never know. We'll see what happens. And we'll never know. Right. We will see what happens because the movie is is good to go. Just a little bit of adjusting, and maybe hopefully in 2024 we can watch Armor Wars and say what a what a great movie it lived up to the the epic story arc that it was in comics. Right on. And with that, we conclude our comic news of the week, or if it's Spawn, lack thereof, comic news. But <laughs> Todd McFarlane, not to like Spawn. We love Spawn. A bit annoyed that Todd McFarlane uh, trolled us all for another day. Right. But we move on to our topic of the week. And that is, which horror-themed character has the greatest potential? Jim? Do you have Jamie's top three or no? I do. I have okay. top three. I didn't get what Jamie chose, so I just went on an awesome Facebook page called Comic Character of the Day. Check if you out. guys haven't heard of it yet, go check it out. And also, Codex Station, Comic Character of the Day, have teamed up, and they have a weekly episode that is live-streamed on all live-streaming platforms. 
I'm going to give you a guess what it's called. Never mind. I'll tell you. It's Comic Character of the Week. So every week, Jamie, Sal, uh, Kevin, and Dan uh, go over a particular character, go in-depth into that character, and give you about an hour's worth of content. Really awesome. Go check it out, guys. You will not be disappointed. And with that... They've already done Batman and Spider-Man. That's right. They're two episodes in. So uh, I don't know what they're doing this week, Um, but that's a surprise. Tune in and find out. Yeah, Yeah. tune in and find out. There you go. But anyways, uh, yeah. So the question, the topic of the week, what horror-themed character has the greatest potential? And these three uh, comments were chosen from Comic Character of the Day. First off goes to Dennis Wiseman, and he says, Dracula but not the Marvel version, but the classic version of Dracula. Dennis, I agree. Uh, Next is uh, Brian Simpson. I may be pronouncing that wrong, and if I am, I highly apologize. He says, Gentleman Ghost, already a ghost and mischievous. Gentleman Ghost is the most underused DC character in the history of DC, Uh, but I digress. And finally, we say David, uh, we have David uh, Schlossier Jr. And again, if I mispronounce that, I apologize. He says, Vamprella. She's still in comic books today, I do believe, through Dynamite. But if one were made similar to the comics she were in from the 60s and 70s, that would fly off the shelves. And those are your three choices from Comic Character of the Day. Thank you, everybody. Let me give one honorable mention, though. And as soon as I read this, I cracked up. Uh, David Beavers, uh, he says Alan Moore. <laughs> that is definitely worthy. <laughs> definitely worthy of, uh, of, honorable, of an honorable mention. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, with my choice, what horror-themed character has the greatest potential in comic books? I I struggled with this when we since we came up with a question, and and I really narrowed it down to three: Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, and Blade. As far as like Marvel goes, uh, and and I think the one that I have to go with is Ghost Rider. If they really, really put him into the horror aspect which he obviously is and fits perfectly into if they really let a writer and a good artist cut loose and do super horror themed books in the vein of like marvel max and stuff like that i think it would be unreal i would gladly write that tim go ahead sonny there you go jump on that (laughs) if if he's done right instead of lukewarm or watered down really let him get into destroying villains and using the pen and stare and things like that man it would be brutal yes all right tim ready for the i have three written down Ooh, okay and my first one is ghost rider fantastic ghost rider was, I was thinking, i'm like you know ghost rider is this great character like i said he goes to the horror theme yes he's had two movies but he hasn't gotten that much like you know with the mcu now so yeah. many characters have become so they become household names i'm like ghost rider he deserves that he's oh yeah amazing character like i said especially when you talk about horror theme characters i think you have to mention the name ghost rider if you're not, come on, you got some comic books to read. <laughs> uh, yes, Hearts of Darkness being one of them. Yes. One of these days we may have to review that, Tim. Uh, I'm down. 
hundred percent. We need to do it before the end of October. Yes. <laughs> In the upcoming weeks, we should get to that. There All you right. go. Also, I have I have Mephisto's son, Blackheart. I mean, Mephisto you could do a lot with, right? He, he's like the devil, but I really wonder like they can go in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And then especially with a lot of people being offended now, I, I can see it quickly being like, oh, somebody's offended. But I think Blackheart, though, yeah, it could have a lot of potential with him being the son of Mephisto. When was the last time Blackheart was even used? Do you I know? He was in one of the ghosts. Was he? He That's was not a question. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I was like, come on, but we need the we need the, the comic book style Blackheart. It was all black. Yes. He's creepy looking. You know, I'm like, that is... He, they could do so much with him. He could be giving kids nightmares for the next 20 years if done right. And, and that's what I'm hoping for. If you guys watching this know when Blackheart was last in a comic book, please let us know. I'm very curious to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. What's your third? And my third was a DC character. So let me go with the DC character. Okay. And I was going to go with Dead Man. Hey, right on. I think Dead Man hasn't gotten much... I haven't seen him. I'm not sure if he's been in any of the live action shows. I'm very behind in them, but no live action movies for Dead right. Man for sure. And I think he, he has a lot of potential. They could do a lot with the character of Dead Man, and I hope so. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are great choices. So those are my those those are my three: Ghost Rider, Blackheart, and Dead Man. Yeah, mine was Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, and Blade, but Hops Ghost Rider. There we go. And next week, and within a few days, we will have another topic of the week posted. Mm-hmm. Everyone, feel free to check it out. Account Character of the Day, the great Facebook group. You know, catch all of us there. And hey, maybe if you comment, your comment might be picked to be mentioned on the show. That's right. And now, Tim, with that wrapped up, do you know what time it is? I don't, Sonny. I don't have a watch on. So why don't you tell me? Well, in Chicago, it is 637. So that means by <laughs> by you, it is 737. And it not only is it Miller time, but it is also do you know time? Do you know time. That is <laughs> right. And today, you are going first. Okay. You were saying you were thinking you were going to stump me. I'm in the pre-show, pretty confident so I'm going to. I hope you've jinxed yourself. Uh, Every time I say that, I usually do. And you know the answers to these questions that I think you don't know the answers to. So I am prepared to lose graciously. But with that being said, uh, so the comic we're reviewing today is Vietnam, based in the Vietnam War uh, in the 60s in the Marvel Universe. With that being said, Sonny, was Frank Castle a Vietnam veteran? Yes or no? Yes, he was. That is correct. And that was the question I knew you would get the answer to. Uh, Frank Castle was a Vietnam veteran. It was a major part of his origin until it was retconned as the years went. And I think he's a veteran of uh, Desert Storm. Yep. But uh, he served four tours in Vietnam from 1968 to 1972. Nice. Yeah, that's the thing. And I was not too long. Maybe it was because I was reading this. I was thinking, like, he, he was in Vietnam. He was you know, there. It was changed. I was like, I wonder now if you know how how much they're going to keep changing. Well, it, actually, yeah. uh, in the comics, uh, um, actually, uh, in Vietnam, it was in 1966. So Frank Castle didn't make it for two more years. 
Well, yeah, so start there you it. go. So there you All go. right. A good, good start for me. Okay. My first question for you is about a first appearance, and we've been talking about Wakanda Forever and Black Panther. Do you know the first appearance of Black Panther? Uh, Fantastic Four. Number 58. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to get you the Fantastic Four, but it you are six issues off. Darn it! <laughs> so close to <laughs> Fantastic Four, issue 52. Oh, my God. I was in the 50s, <laughs> I was like, wow, Tim nailed it. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, like I'm looking at the cover right now and I, I know what the cover looks like and six issues off my lord okay all right question number two so right now Sonny you're up by one I'm down by zero but question number two we're going to stay in Vietnam and do you know what Marvel title was based on real events during the Vietnam War title so would it be considered like a story uh, arc an actual actual series comic book series okay yeah. i'm just gonna call it vietnam no it's called the nom <laughs> the nom <laughs> yes the nom it ran for 84 issues from december of 1986 through september of 1993 and each issue uh was uh self-contained uh, each issue took place a month after uh, the previous issue. You followed a fictitious army soldier during the course of the series, along with other characters that came through. And things that happened to those soldiers were based on real events that took place during the Vietnam War. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the Vietnam War in Black Panther, my uh, little quick story. My grandfather, he served time. He was he served time in, in the war. He did not serve time in prison. He was you know, a Vietnam War veteran, a Marine, and while he was there, he mentioned that he saw a Black Panther. Ooh, wow. Yes. Okay, so there we go. It was called The Nam. The Nam. Okay, so now number two, question number two for you. Now we know James Rhodey Rhodes. We know he is War Machine. Now, when you look him up, if you try to look up first appearance of War Machine, there was this of when he first appeared, when the War Machine outfit first appeared, but sometimes it was Tony Stark, sometimes it was this character. Do you know do you know when do you know what issue it was, what comic it was when James Rhodes put on the War Machine outfit and said and finally said, Call me War Machine. He was officially War Machine, the character. Okay. So I'm gonna do some uh vocal thinking here i see you, uh, you don't have to get the number i'm just gonna say if you could get the the comic uh would it be west coast avengers it would be oh wrong avengers west coast no. oh my god because <laughs> <got it>. <laughs> i i wasn't it like a avengers west coast number 97 something like that you, you would have been three issues off yeah so 94 but okay so i gave you the point yeah well, there you go. Yeah, Avengers yeah, West Coast. Yeah, he said, call, I have a new name. Go my new name now. Call me War Machine. Yeah, that's when he officially took over the armor. I have that issue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. We are tied. One for one. one. 
Now, this is this one's tough, Sonny. So you're gonna have to dig into your Marvel comic book knowledge, more like uh continuity knowledge, retconning. What was the Vietnam War retconned to in Marvel continuity? Desert Storm. No. Uh, it is called the Cyan Kong War. It was conceived hmm. by Kurt Busiek and in Marvel canon. Basically, it works as like a floating timeline. Hence, Vietnam being changed to the Cyan Kong War, uh, which other characters that are tied to Vietnam are now tied to this war because the age of superheroes is basically 15 years previous to present day. So characters like Frank Castle and Iron Man, uh, Rhodey even, who were all in the Vietnam War uh, before it was retconned to the Sion Kong War, okay. now are transferred to that. And that is just kind of like the, the Asian conflict that represents the Vietnam War in Marvel continuity. That's very interesting. Yep, Same there you go. War. All right. So, Tim, with a chance to win, well, we are either we tie or you win it alone. In 1908. <laughs> I'm not going to give you one of those. Those would goes... be platinum edition comic books. So we are going with, yes, the story we're reading, Vietnam, and it goes with the character of Rex Strickland. Mm -hmm. Which movie character was he inspired by? Uh, Dylan from Predator. Tim, you Am are I right? so close. <laughs> you are wrong. Are you ready for this, Tim? Is it Apollo Creed? It is Danny Glover's character of Lieutenant Michael Harrigan from Predator 2. Oh my lord. Wow, so close. And actually his last name, Rex Strickland's last name was going to be Harrigan like in the movie, but they changed it to Strickland because of Strickland Propane from King of the Hill. Wow. Okay. Right on. That close. And truly that close. <laughs> from Predator, oh. you're one movie off. So, Sonny, we're tied this week. Good job to you. We tie it up. That is amazing. Wow. You... I was right How there. I was going to guess B, right? Six issues off for Fantastic Four. By, by your graciousness, you gave me the point for <laughs> Avengers West Coast with the switching of the words. And God almighty. Okay, right on. I'll stew later. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. 1-1, one, one, we tie, and do you know? And next week, we'll have some more do you know, but maybe it will be, we'll be back to the three. We'll see where it is. We get a chance to get six points each. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now we move on from the Venom questions, the Vietnam questions, and we move on to our review of Venom. That's and right. Tim, I will let you start us off with the credits. Okay, so Venom. Uh, this is a one-shot from Marvel Comics, and the writing goes to Donny Cates, uh, who we love very much here. Artwork and inks go to uh, Juanan Ramirez, colors to Felipe Sobriero, and letters to VCs Clayton Cowles. Thank you very much for that, Tim. And now I will get us started off with the review of the story and get into my review. 
So we start off in Vietnam, and then we see that a soldier is, I'll quickly try to get through this one. One of the symbiotes attacks the soldier. It's, it's killed many of them. And then we go to Nick Fury, and he is telling someone how he's, he needs somebody that the symbiotes, you know, they attach them to soldiers, including Rex Strickland, who goes by the name of Tyrannosaurus. And they're now, but the, the problem is they were sent there to kill the Viet Cong, but they're killing everybody, including the Americans. So then we find out a, a surprise I was very happy with that the man he is recruiting for this job is a certain Canadian Wolverine. He was appealing to his patriotic nature. Yes, <laughs> yes even Wolverine <laughs> says, not my problem, bub. I'm Canadian. <laughs> but he does convince him. And then he says, oh, you know, like we'll be going or team. And Wolverine says, oh, I don't work with teams. He says, oh, nobody else is dumb enough to want to work with you. So it's Nick Fury and Wolverine. And they go and then they find Rex, who actually turns out to be a symbiote, uh, you know, using shape-shifting. And then the real Rex Strickland comes, helps them out. They fight him. And then eventually more of the symbiotes are coming and Wolverine at one point had saved Rex. And then as the other symbiotes come to tell Rex, get out of here, but he feels bad. Wolverine saved him. So as one of the symbiotes takes over Wolverine, Rex comes, Rex comes back and saves him. And then eventually there, there's the explosion. And then we find out that it was not Nick Fury. It was a decoy. Nick Fury wasn't going to really go no. down into the war himself. And he tells of course not. what's going on and how they use it, and how they really have to cover it up. So he's very sorry that it has to end this way. And then the decoy sets to self-destruct with 60 seconds left. And Rex even says, let's go. And Wolverine says, there's no, there's no hope. It's, it's going to blow this whole place up. So no point to run. And more symbiotes are coming. And he says, it looks like we probably won't even live that long. But Rex has one of the symbiotes take over him, and he feels it like he... And he feels the anger inside of him being actually even scared. And then it takes over and then he grabs Wolverine. And one thing Wolverine before had said, oh, they sent us, you know, an animal to kill more animals. And I love how it said, not animals. And mm. throws Wolverine and then boom. <laughs> and there's the explosion. And that's where I will stop my review. But this is a great one shot. You know, before last year, I think it was somewhere around last year, Jamie had get, Jamie had given us the Edge of Venomverse. And yes, like, this, this kind of leads to you know Venomverse, um, and I was like, oh, is this going to be another one where it kind of just leads? But this one, I felt very different about this one. I was like, this is a terrific one shot. I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. It quickly gets to the story, and yeah, like the writing was was terrific. Yeah. Donna Cates, right? So that is to be expected. I, I like the artwork. Very good. You know, it was, it was a nice surprise. They have Wolverine. You know, that's a way to always get some points up with me unless you do unless you do them dirty and you don't do such a job. <laughs> but yeah, to me, I thought this was just a, a great one shot. I would recommend it. Everyone you know, watching this, I'd recommend reading it. It's great. Like I said, it concludes pretty much. I mean, you can kind of continue off of other things. It could go, like I said, with this goes to the web of venom. Yeah. So it's, it goes with that if you want to read it along with that. But even too, if you didn't, like me, I have not read Web of Venom yet. I just read this. I haven't either. And yeah, I'm, now I'm pretty curious to get to it. I want to see more of what's gonna happen here with Rex Strickland. I you know, and, and now invested in this character who I just met through this. So 
for me, I really enjoyed it. It's a great one shot. I recommend everyone checks it out. And I give Van Am a 9.5 out of 10. 9.5. Yeah, I thought it was a terrific read. And right I, would, I, would gladly, I would gladly return to it and I would gladly read it again. That's awesome, Sonny. 9.5 out of 10. Well, let me go into how I felt about this. So th- this was Jamie's pick, and it was a great horror book to start off spooky season. I was pleasantly surprised with that. <laughs> uh, now, the artwork in here is uh, very detailed and very gritty. And with the colors on top of that, it really gives the book a type of grindhouse feel, like those old grindhouse movies. That's what it felt like to me reading through the whole thing. I had that just kind of uh, oversaturated or undersaturated at times, like a drag, drugged through gravel film reel kind of look. And I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really neat. That was a pleasant takeaway from mainstream colors popping at you kind of things. Uh, The gore in this is heavier than I expected from a Marvel book. And uh, I enjoyed that too. I mean, there, there were brains everywhere. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I should have mentioned it. Yes. It it is very violent. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Arms off. The gore in this. Yeah. yeah, The gore in this, what, although subdued still was reminiscent of the lighter stuff you would have seen in crossed or something like that, that Garth Ennis did. Uh, But yeah, that, that, that really made it uh, enjoyable to read too, was, was to see stuff like that in a Marvel comic for a change. And and with the art style and the colors working in tandem uh, made it have that grindhouse feel really enjoyed that. And who else, who better than Logan, to choose to go after these uh, maniacal symbiotes. Uh, absolutely perfect. When he was, when Nick Fury was talking to whoever was in the shadows, Logan, uh, I didn't really know who it was because it was back in the sixties. And then you see Logan's head appear and he's like, I'm Canadian. I'm like, right on. Okay. Yeah. Who better to, who better to put out there than this? Uh, overall, it's nice and solid bit of venomized horror from the house of ideas really really enjoyed it fantastic artwork and colors like i said before it gives the book a whole b movie feel this is like the second movie you would watch at a drive-in uh and i really really enjoyed that aspect uh donny kate's writing was perfect it was great uh the artwork ramirez artwork and uh sabriero sabriero's colors uh worked really well together so overall i give this uh for artwork i give it an eight and for writing i give it an eight so it gets an overall eight out of ten for me there was just like one or two parts that that i was like "Mm." like when nick fury had the gun in his hand or the life model decoy and his arm was really thinned and stretched out uh that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me with oh, with the okay. way that it looked on the panel and stuff like that and there was like one or two other parts that's just being nitpicky though but uh beyond that eight out of ten absolutely fantastic read this is something i would definitely like you said sunny recommend to anybody to take a look at there we go Venom gets an eight out of ten from tim and a 9.5 out of 10 for me so basically we're saying check it out it's a great story great one shot oh yeah and- yeah, I said it's one I'll definitely revisit again. 
And with that, now we say that next week we will be reviewing Titans Hunt. That was the story that Jamie picked out. He said this is, you know, for this week we get to a one shot. Mm-hmm. And then next week we get to a full length story arc. And that is Titans Hunt. I'm looking forward to it. I will be starting it tonight. How about you? Uh, I'll probably start it over the weekend. Yeah, well, that should be good. Looking forward to it. Hey, we should have some news next week about Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yes, we should have some news about Spawn. We should be back to the newer setup. You know, we can get yeah, back little, on restream more again. Fan- yeah, on, on restream. It could be a little more fancy. Maybe Jamie will show us some nice pictures <laughs> like that cover. <laughs> Real quick before we wrap it up, Tim, did you have anything to say about that Rob Liefeld cover? <sighs> It was horrid. <laughs> there, what was there, scarier, that or this comic or Van Am? Uh, that cover. There, there was no <laughs> reason why that cover should have ever been made. And he homaged himself. <laughs> I, I know people do that. And I know Todd McFarlane is notorious for homaging himself. But Rob, come on, dude like every every time i i start to turn and be like nah some of his work's all right then he comes out with things like that and i'm like what the hell come on (laughs) green goblin dr octopus's face they gives me nightmares with the vultures mascara running down his eyes spider-man with his backpack on spider-man's backpack the weirdly shaped venom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that whole cover is just a cluster fire of why <laughs> why did you do that rob why i know marvel why did you commission him to do that yes <laughs> well i had to ask you that before we God wrapped it up i'm like wait a minute you said that we gotta hear what you have to say about that cover but we sh- this should be it with that we will wrap up this episode we will wrap up talking about that that horror, horrible, <laughs> horrific it, cover. It is spooky season, so I understand. Yes, and now we will we will move on from that. And <laughs> next week, <laughs> hopefully we get some better covers, some better artwork, and we get another great story. We're hoping that Titan's Hunt is a great one. And then with that, I can say that I'll wrap it up. And thank you, everyone. That's all I say. You know, Tim wraps it better than I do. He knows what to like, subscribe and tells you guys where to go to for all the great things from the Codex Station. Take care. Tim, take over. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have a website, uh, and you can go there for all your Codex needs. Uh, There is merchandise. There are links to the YouTube videos, uh, all kinds of other stuff on there. All you got to do is type in the CodexStation.com, and that is where you will find it. Uh, we also live stream on all live streaming platforms, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, the list goes on guys. We're on, uh, every, uh, week, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, right at seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central. And we do the podcast for an hour comic character of the day and the codex station have teamed up and they are doing a show called comic character of the week. That is also on weekly. Plus don't forget Jamie and Sal. Uh, the Slab Fairy are on Codex After Dark on Fridays and or Saturdays, so you can check that out there. And also, you can find us on 
all social media platforms. All you got to do is type in the codex station, and that is where we were, where we will be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tim. This guy over here is Sonny, and this is the Codex Podcast. We are the Codex Station, and we will see you next time.